You're listening to The Novice Experience, a podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges commonly encountered by students and young people. I'm Calvin Chan, and chatting with my guests, I'm going to take a deep dive into their meaningful stories, the lessons they've learned, and how they can inspire others. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Novice Experience. Today, we're going to talk about um, business and entrepreneurship, uh, including starting your own business as a young adult. And my guest today is Nigel Lai. Um, he's, he was a friend of mine since high school, and uh, he's a business owner. He started his, his own beverage company called Thirst Tea, and uh, I'm really happy to have him here today. Hi, Nigel. Hi, Calvin. Thanks for having me. How have you been? Uh, great. Uh, everything is great for now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into your work in a bit. Uh, before we start, uh, I'd like to ask my guests for an origin story. Uh, so sort of where you're from, uh, what are some of the big or defining moments or events in your life that make who you are today? Okay, thank you. Um, so as uh, Kelvin mentioned before, I'm the founder and director of Thirsty Beverages. In the meantime, I'm also the director of membership services from the Hong Kong Canada Business Association. And then um, I started my business since 2019 in February. And, and this experience actually taught me a lot of things and, and I have a lot of uh, exciting things I'd like to share with all of you. Before we start, uh, I like to do something called a "Give Me Five. Um, so it's a rapid fire question uh, that I will ask the guests, and uh, you can do one word answer. Or you can do a really long answer. Uh, there's no rule. And uh, the first question: Who do you admire the most? Oh. Uh, the one who I admire the most is Sir Ka Sheng Lee, and he is a Hong Kong businessman that a lot of people know him. And uh, what's your favorite beverage? Oh, my favorite beverage. I would say my favorite beverage would be uh, the Hong Kong style milk tea for me. I love that. I love yeah. that too. <laughs> uh, I know you like to travel a lot and you like airplanes. Uh, we met in aviation class, actually. Uh, Nigel, do you prefer the window or the aisle seat? I do prefer the aisle seat. I actually prefer the window seat, although I'm, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm quite tall, so it's, it, it's not the best to go in and out. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, you, if you could have an unlimited amount of something, what would it be? Um, unlimited amount of something. Chances, I would say. Mm, like, yeah. Interesting, interesting. See, I was expecting something that's tangible. You know, like a limited, uh, like a particular type of food or money. But the fact that you said chances is is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last one. Describe yourself in three words. Oh my gosh, this is the really interesting question. Um, uh, outgoing, um, hardworking, and independent. Mm. 
you know what i i'd actually agree with all of those words <laughs> <laughs> thank you like especially outgoing like you're you're a really great friend and i i, I really enjoyed all, all our all our experiences together <laughs> you are a really good friend too <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh well to to start um our interview would you mind telling our listeners uh, what is thirsty uh would you mind getting into your business a little bit more oh yeah sure um, so Thirsty Beverages is a new uh, Vancouver-based Asian beverage manufacturer. And then we mainly, so far in this stage, we are mainly uh, manufacturing different types of Asian beverage from Taiwanese beverage to Hong Kong beverage. And then we are, um, and that is the start, like we initiate the business by manufacturing Asian beverage and our plan is to um, to be a Canadian beverage manufacturer that not only manufacture Asian beverage maybe we will have some vegan beverage and something like this in the future mm-hmm. and that's very interesting but uh, I understand that you're not running like a restaurant or uh, uh, um, like a beverage store um, this is uh, in retail. Like you're actually putting your drinks on the shelves of uh, many different supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. And uh, what are some of your responsibilities as you know the business owner and someone who started this business yourself? Oh, so basically, my responsibility is everything, from uh, manufacturing, from research and development, from like accounting, marketing, blah, blah, blah. I need to be responsible for everything since I was the only one who run the business before. Right. And uh, like you you mentioned, uh, you know, drinks that there are more Asian drinks and I understand that you get your supplies from, you know, uh, outside of Canada and then you... Uh, you make the drinks yourself would you mind going more in detail of that process like um, if you're going into retail and supermarket uh, uh, does it take a lot of time to you know stock up I I hear that there's like boxes and boxes of beverages that you have to do right so uh, I know that you started by yourself and um, have you been able to uh, grow your team to help you you know fill the bottles yeah so basically uh, because we manufacturing mainly Asian beverage and then we source our ingredient around the world from Hong Kong, China to Sri Lanka for the best tea leaf and and we also source some of the ingredient outside of BC and and some of the ingredient in Taiwan and we do import everything by ourselves and then for for in terms of uh, the supermarket parts um, I used to go to every mar- every different market and then give them samples and and, and uh, kind of introduce my brand to them. Uh, but right now, as you have mentioned, uh, we have a team to uh, do the manufacturing part and also uh, for the distribution part as well for now. When you first started uh, until now, how did you uh, market your product and uh, engage your customers? Uh, at the beginning, we heavily relies on, okay, even nowadays, we do rely on social medias from 
from uh, like Instagram or at the beginning we relied on WeChat to nowadays we use a Chinese application called Xiaohongshu and then and then we basically relies on our social media audience to share uh, would you say that it's really hard to start your own business and market your product now uh, without knowing you know social media uh, having the digital marketing skills uh, I would say it's it's not as hard as what I thought but it is always not an easy task to start since I don't have like a lot of knowledge like I'm not studying in the area of digital marketing and I used to don't use a lot of social media as well mm-hmm. and uh, like you mentioned there's lots of things that you need to learn by yourself right um, as, as a really young business owner and uh, there's no way that we had enough time to study all of these business skills on our own so personally to you uh, what do you attribute your success to um I would say like talk to more people if I if that's because that's basically my way to learn uh, skills and look for solution when problems occur like I will uh, watch a lot of tech documentaries about how people run the business how they start a business I will actually ask a lot of questions um, to my family like my uncles my 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 parents who run their business and like they give me a lot of advices i would say right uh, i think uh, meeting people and you know building your connections are so important in in every aspect not just in business uh, my next question was going to be like what got you so passionate about business like what made you fall in love with it and motivated you to start your own business but it seems like i hear that you have influence from your relatives and your family yeah so basically um my as i've mentioned my family and my relatives because i grew up um in the background that both of my father and mother's side family they are all doing business and then and then um, they always sharing a lot of like especially my grandparents from both side they they always share a lot of interesting stories about their the business I would say and then so but I think my mom especially uh, she really support me and my uncle they are all really like they they really support me for uh, to start my business to give me a lot of advices to motivate me especially when problems occur so i think yeah my family and mm-hmm. my relatives that that's really good i'm really happy to hear that you know you have a supporting family and um, obviously they can guide you in what in what you do um, but you also mentioned that you depend a lot on your connections in your network and meeting people to help you solve some of the challenges in your business mm-hmm. um, how do you go about meeting people um, is it mostly through social media um, do you go to any uh, meetings in, in the community um, how do you like to meet people so personally I like to like before the pandemic of course is I like to meet people in person uh, and the reason why 
I joined the Hong Kong Canada Business Association is I love meeting people. And this platform gave me opportunity to meet with people with um, Hong Kong business background in Canada and also Canadian business background in Hong Kong. And then I remember that uh, in 2018, in July, uh, uh, sorry, in November, I had an opportunity to join one of the annual meeting in Hong Kong and they perform over there. And I met a lot of people that uh, who actually changed my life and in Hong Kong. And, and at the same time, they also helped me a lot to building my personal profile and also, most importantly, uh, helped me for my business. What do you say to young people, um, especially those who are in high school? Because, uh, I mean, there's, there's no really you know, business or entrepreneurship uh, curriculum that's uh, good enough um, so that people can start their businesses on their own. Like there's always, um, you know, a learning curve and having to meet a lot more people uh, than than one, one might expect. Um, so how can those young people get more exposure to business and entrepreneurship? I would say, I would say starting to volunteer at that, different business association to help because they do have a lot of amazing people there that you can meet and you can actually join business events in real life and to gain some real life experience. Uh, at the same time, do what you like and know what you like. I would say this is the really important part because personally, I do food and I do like food and beverages and and I had at around six years of experience before uh, in the industry before I started Thursday. So um, I would say focus on what you like and do what you like. Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. agree. I think having passion and interests and loving what you do um, can be such an underrated motor to help someone you know go past challenges and setbacks. I think some people who are forced into doing something or um, they don't truly love something, uh, they give up much easier than someone who's super passionate about, you know, one of their goals or dreams, uh, especially in the business world when um, there's so many different factors that um, could really kill your business. So I definitely agree with you. Uh, Speaking of which, Nigel, uh, what have been some of the biggest challenges in your business that, uh, you know, you may not have foreseen when you started it? I would say working with the third-party companies, it's the most difficult part uh, of running a business because it involves a lot of communication and a lot of techniques that that um, require when you're like talking to others and making uh, decisions because uh, we, we used to work with a um, third-party company and they mainly do uh, distribution for our product but uh, it but it is getting a lot harder and a lot more complicated than what I thought originally because they they have a lot of hidden rules in industry that uh, you really need to know before you make a decision and if you accidentally let's say 
say something that you should not say or or connect with people that you should not connect then then you will basically uh facing a really big struggles and and for me i need to solve for a big issue because because of my um my ignorance i guess to to some of the rules in industry but uh but this experience to help me to understand the industry a little bit more and it and they actually taught me or 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 i actually learned how to be a better partner when i do do when i when i when i'm co- uh, cooperating with other business in the future that's really interesting and nigel when someone who like maybe messes up a relationship or you know they say something that was maybe offensive or not very uh you know to the rule how do you alleviate that relationship um i would say it's always like when it comes to uh relationship issue i think uh there would be no one is right or wrong in a relationship issue even in 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 the business world i would say but it depends on how i see it personally like like no matter like people believe that oh this is we no longer can cooperate and we no longer be partner or whatever like that um but i think as long as like myself have a really strong behavior on to 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 solve the issue for example like i want to solve the issue instead of finding who who is the one who initiate or or brings up the issue so um i i like for me personally i would i i will instead of looking for who did it i would i will be the one who solved it right so essentially you're you're instituting a no blame relationship uh, instead of saying who's right who's wrong who should be responsible for it you're the one who's being you know proactive and taking initiative to uh, resolve an issue or build up that relationship again um so that it, it shows your passion and it shows your dedication to working with someone and uh, hopefully that will help you in the long run yeah but uh, yeah but this like sometimes people do have a really strong anger to to some of the small details in life and they sometimes do not, will not never they will never be accept any 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 um apologies like, they I would won't say. give you a second chance yeah that's why i would say what 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 like you the, for the previous question you asked what do i want to have if it has an unlimited like amount or something like that right. then i would say chances because that's, yeah Yeah, because uh, chances is not something that you really could control. That is that is a really great answer. You know, when I I was writing up the <laughs> when I was writing up the questions, I, again, I was expecting something that would be tangible. But now that you put it in perspective, um, you know, as as a young entrepreneur, there's a lot of challenges and setbacks and failures that we might face, and um, the fact that you understand in those situations that chances aren't. unlimited it's it's given it's earned um it, you know your reputation is at stake and the fact that you should understand it and maybe not a lot of not a lot of people do it's uh, really impressive to me <laughs> thank you yeah because personally based on experiences i i i would say 
chances is really really important and once people have chances they really need to treasure it they need to perform the best but even sometimes you perform the best you like sometimes you do make mistakes it's okay then then make sure don't make any mistakes for the next chance when when it comes out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was relationships but in terms of like logistics and operations um what was like one moment where you like ah yeah screwed up um you know pretty bad like it was it was hard to salvage but like obviously you learned something from it yeah so basically in terms of logistic uh we used to heavily relies on overseas suppliers and then uh so sometimes like uh, as a i would say as a new new startup in the business and in, in the industry uh it, it was our first experience of importing things overseas and sometimes um we do miss a lot of details information uh let's say because we 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 do import the the packaging from from China and then or well, actually Hong Kong and then but sometimes uh holidays in China and holidays in Hong Kong do affect the shipment and last time i think last year in 2019 the vancouver uh contain- container terminal also have a strike so it, it leads our company uh have uh facing a big issue since we are running out of packaging uh material and our our refrigeration section in the supermarket was empty for a month <laughs> because of that issue so <clears throat> and then after that we found out that okay we 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 cannot heavily rely on overseas suppliers or even though we we rely on overseas suppliers we do need to have um certain amounts of of inventories of packaging material or raw material in stock just in case something urgent happened right i i was going to say it was also really impressive to me that um you're just a startup um obviously a beverage company but it's um you also have to work with international logistics and you know uh, work hours and holidays and um uh, that's a really interesting note that you gave yeah uh, so basically uh in the morning i need to like work on the paperwork afternoon at night i work on the manufacturing side and at night midnight i need to contact with uh suppliers in asia and other places in the world so basically <laughs> 24/7 standby Right and uh obviously you did a lot of that logistics by yourself when you started and now uh, you mentioned that you've increased the number of people in your team. So Nigel when when now you're you know you're not no longer just a sole owner you're a leader uh, what do you look for when you're hiring employees? When I hire employees I usually um like for example in the in our assembly line we don't really I don't really see people resume but instead i i i do i do really focus on to their attitude and their attitude is from my attitude to them so i would say there's no people that is not good i would say everything everyone is good everyone is smart everyone is hard working but it depends on how i as a leader treat them do i motivate them do i give them good guidance do i have an, do i have an effect uh, efficient system for them to follow uh is my uh SOP uh clear enough for them to 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 follow and and something like this so i would say uh guidance and instruction and 
like giving clear instruction and let your employees or my team knows about what I want and my vision and, and my mission. I think that's a really important part when uh, when it comes to building a team. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that one of the biggest differences between you know a leader and a manager is that a leader really cares about uh, and I guess sees situations from the perspective of their employees. Um, they understand, you know, the workflow and what goes on in in a shift for an employee, and they try to make it as smooth as possible so that uh, it's easy for the employee to catch on. Um, so they're not just being told what to do, but they're empowered to do a good job because you are being really clear. Um, and um, they know exactly why they're doing something, right? The the work is purposeful, and they're motivated to, you know, reach a goal um, as, as a team. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that's a really important part. Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're reaching the tail end of the episode. Um, I, there's a there's a million more questions that I want to ask you, Nigel. <laughs> this is such a such a cool uh, business, um, you know, cool thing part of your life. Uh, I just want to end off, and you gave you gave some great advice, but I wanted to end off with um, to you know people who might be younger than you uh, listening to this episode right now. What's one advice? So one of the most important advice you'd give to them um, who's just starting out their own business or who's unsure, right? They're on the fence about um, starting their own business, but they they're really intrigued by entrepreneurship. Uh, I would say hardworking and believe it. Believe in yourself. That's it. <laughs> because it is really important to believe yourself that you have the ability to to sell or to 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 build your team or 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 to to promote your product. But obviously, it, it involves a lot of research and development. But real, you really need to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one will believe you. Great. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I've. I've seen you, um, you know, start Thirsty. Um, has it been over a year now? Oh, almost two years. Yeah, almost two years. Mm-hmm. I've seen you start Thirsty like almost two years ago, and it really shows that um, you're really passionate in what you're doing. Um, you know, you love food and beverage, uh, and you love you know the grind of doing business, um, working twenty four seven, and um, just pushing through all the challenges and the new experiences that you you're going through. Um, in society. So yeah, um, that I really respect you for. Uh, Nigel, would you uh, end off by telling us like, uh, what kind of products are you selling right now? Are there any uh, new and exciting uh, beverages that we can look forward to? Yeah, so basically, uh, we mainly sell our Hong Kong style beverage series in supermarkets right now. And then and then, um, and also, we do have a online platforms right now selling it as well. So, uh, we do have some exciting plans coming up. We are planning to, um, uh, since our product right now are dairy based, we are planning to uh, develop a plant based product. On uh, to to for 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 people in the Vancouver market, since we do have a lot of vegan people or vegetarian people that prefer uh, dairy alternative or meat alternative, so uh, that is an excited product that we're looking for, and hopefully we can launch it next year. I'm so excited to see um how how it'll be. I like how you're catering to you know the people here in local Vancouver. 
Um, how can we find uh, Thirsty on social media? Uh, so our Instagram account is Thirsty T H I R S T E A dot Z H H, and uh, that is the Instagram account for our product. And if you have any questions for our product, like where can you buy it, or even just the uh, the, the details information of a product or a company, feel free to direct message us, and we do have customer service representative to answer your questions. Great. Nigel, thank you so much for joining us today in this episode to share your experiences as a business owner and as a as someone who's been through the startup process. Uh, it's such a cool story, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks for ha- having me, Calvin. Thank you. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning to this week's episode of the Novice Experience. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Novice Experience. Our theme song is Concrete Jungle by Audio Binger. You can find us or reach out on social media at The Novice Exp. That's The Novice EXP. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on all your podcast listening platforms. Talk to you next time.